Hello, you are listening to Talking Bollocks. Please welcome your host, Howard H. Smith. And it is, in fact, me! Hello! Welcome back. Welcome, everyone. Just a little bit of a different intro, because I'm so fucking bored of doing the same thing every month, but what the hell, let's jump straight into it. I am your host, Howard H. Smith, singer of rebooted UK thrash band Acid Rain. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, yada, 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 fucking search for it. Uh, This is the Talking Bollocks podcast. Find that. Um, you found it, well done, hello And um, I also do stand-up comedy You can find me on Twitter at Keith Platt And KeithPlatt.co.uk Yes, that's what I do Here is where I am And this is what I be doing now, bruv So, hello, welcome back If this is, uh, if you're a bollocker And you're, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're up to date with all the podcasts Hello, welcome If you're a first time I always do this bit as well, don't I? And if you're a first time listener Hello, welcome Strap yourself in You're probably not heard a podcast like this before you cunt there you go you see (laughs) welcome new listeners by calling them cunts first in yes within a minute and a half insulting the audience brilliant that's uh that's a top bit of strategy from me there so um Hello, yes, I do sound like I've got a cold, because I have, I am sat here sweating like a bastard, uh, as I have been for the last two days, don't know fucking why, but just got this fucking lurgy, can't get rid of it, but it could not stop me from uh, uh, having a chat with uh, David from uh, Revocation and Fernanda from Nervosa, so um, that's all coming up later, but before all of that... A load of fucking jibber-jabber from me. Um, so there's a lot to... Um, sorry, a little bit of a sniff there. I'll try and um, I'll, I'll try not to do that as much as possible. But um, I really am in a fucking state, I've got to tell you. Um, anyway, and I really am, right at this minute, fucking absolutely sweating my balls off. Um, but anyway, so there you go. If the, uh, anybody listening is pretty much used to this kind of rubbish straight up the top, and um, as I always say, if this is your first podcast, if this is the first time you've, you've, I nearly said it, didn't I? But I'll say it. If this is the first time you've tuned in, then um, yeah, you might be thinking, oh, this is a bit different. No, is this kind of rubbish every fucking month? So what's uh, what's been happening in the world of metal? this month. Well, I want to pick up on something that is um, that has just happened. I'm recording this on the 15th of June. Um, it happened this week, um, or this weekend rather, and that is that at the Kerrang Awards, remember that? Remember that, ma- that, that, that magazine used to be, uh, used to cover metal and stuff? Well, apparently it still does, but uh, just not, you know, anything good. Um, as is really quite fucking patently obvious from their awards ceremony where Kerrang! gave best live band okay best live band to baby metal let me just say that again they gave best live band to baby metal this is an award that has been won more than once by Ramstein, by Slipknot epic metal bands that ha- that that will go down in history as doing something very special not a pedo's dream put together by a huge entertainment corporation in Japan to create a money-making machine disguised as a metal band 
Kerrang, as far as I'm concerned, has... Um, I've, I mean, look, I, I remember when it was a different magazine. It's very easy to say that, oh, it's shit now, it used to be great. Well, look, things change. Everything changes. Everything moves on. Not necessarily for the better. Also, not necessarily... Look, everyone's tastes changed. If the magazine hadn't changed whatsoever... I may still I may still not like it because my ch- my tastes have changed. So you know I'm not I'm not having I'm not going to have a go. At, oh, it's not any good anymore or or anything like that. But but what I am going to say is that not only does that award really smack of being paid for, right? But really, you're going to give Baby Metal best live if I, I not that it would ever happen. But if Acid Rain were to be nominated or to win that award, I would feel that it had been tainted for life. That is just a fucking joke. Baby Metal, Best Live Band. I mean, I have watched some live footage of Baby Metal. Far from the best live band I've ever seen. I mean, basically, a bunch of... A bunch of Old men, well, not old men, but a bunch of men who should know better, but playing in a metal band, a backing band. Three girls dressed the same, prancing around like schoolgirls, doing matching dances, shrieking along to their thoroughly average metal. That is the best that metal has to offer in the live arena right now. That right there, that's the, the best metal can offer do me a fucking favor for fuck's sake have we really sunk that fucking low have we fuck off it is i'm sorry but that that for me has completely ruined any any sense of um validation that a kerrang award which face it let's face it they are sought after in the industry. They must be. The amount of money Baby Metal must have paid to fucking get it. That is a fucking disgrace. An absolute disgrace. Because it's not a metal band. It is there to take money out of kids' wallets. It is there, right? It is purely there to take away the pocket money and the babysitting money and the gardening money and the paper round money from kids if that's what kids do these days to earn money i am so fucking out of touch i don't have kids so i don't know what kids do now to to earn money i don't know administer their parents social media accounts fuck knows but whatever it is they do that's what baby metal are after they're after that money right there right fucking there it's just a manufactured shitty fucking band the word band doesn't even belong in the same sentence as that fucking collection of shysters. It's a fucking disgrace. And the parents of each of those three girls, they should be put in jail for letting their children prance around the world like that. They should be getting an education so they can do something with their lives when that sack of shit project hits the buffers, hits the rocks as soon as possible. Please! And I heard on the Metal Sucks podcast, Rob from Metal Injection, Everyone's entitled to their opinion. His, I found the most laughable, worst opinion that I had heard yet, which was that basically baby metal was fine because it's, it gets kids into metal. Okay, well, one, metal has never needed specific fucking manufactured bands to get kids into it. Two, you get into metal 
by listening to metal. Not one specific band. There's all sorts of fucking gateway bands out there. Some kids come in straight at the deep end with insane fucking blackmail. Some kids work their way through to metal. From you know, they they start listening to pop and then they hear a harder edge pop and it gets a bit heavy and, and they end up at metal. How you find metal is fine. To somehow defend the shower of shit that baby metal is. Because it's a positive influence, because it gets kids into metal, you know? Apparently, some, I think it might have even been Rob Zombie said, I mean, fucking hell, there's, there, there's a shower of shit of a human being. Shit films, shit music, shit off, mate. Um, but anyway, um, it's like Clown from Slipknot. Christ, put the camera down, mate, you're just annoying. You have no talent, you hit things, fuck off. But seriously... Right, tangent there, love it. Um, seriously, it's it, it's just oh well, you know they they help my kids. Oh, they help my kids get into metal. Oh, they help kids get into metal. Oh, my kids wouldn't listen to metal, but they listen to baby metal. Okay, right. Here's the thing, right? Your kids, yeah, are shit, and you are a shit parent. If you need baby metal to get your kids into metal, okay? They've got shit tastes. You gave them shit tastes. Deal with it. Not every kid has to be into metal. I'm not saying that. Not at all. But funnily enough, I tweeted about this and somebody tweeted me back and said, yeah, I got my my kids into metal via the Cardiacs. Let's face it, yeah? Your kids suck if they need baby metal to get into metal. In fact, don't bring those kids to metal. We don't want them. We don't need them, okay? They're only going to stick around for a little while. They're going to fuck off to the next trend after that. So fuck off. Honestly, Baby metal does my fucking head in, and 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 funny enough, uh, uh, Rob. Again, like I said, everyone's entitled to their opinion. But again, he was saying like, you know, oh, oh, you know, people take it so seriously. I was for some reason I wanted to do some sort of, um, some sort of um, uh, incredibly um, camp accent. Oh, you know, people take metal so seriously. Um, something like that. I'm not going to do that ever again. Um, but, you know, people take metal so seriously, and I don't understand it. Oh, I don't get it. Really? Really? You don't think things should have integrity? You don't think things should have integrity? You don't think you should just be able to fucking put a label on it and sell it? You don't think that um, it's that it's an art form? You think it's just another fucking product to consume? Because I think it's an art form. I think every form of music is an art form. And I think when that entire concept is fucking thrown down the shitter by a manufactured band that has been put together purely to fucking make money, I think it's a fucking disgrace. I think it lowers the standards of of what we do, uh, of what we love, which is metal. So fuck off. Fuck baby metal. Fuck their managers. Fuck their parents. And fuck you if you like baby metal. You're fucking wrong. Deal with it. Just fucking deal with it. You are wrong. Okay? Delete the downloads, snap the CDs, burn the vinyl, and wake the fuck up. So, <laughs> um, not a big fan of baby metal. Okay? I think, I think I've think i made that fucking clear. Um, I'll tell you what else I, I, I'm not a fucking fan of. Um, uh, th- this was a few weeks ago. I was unlike... I don't know. I felt like I was rubbernecking at a car accident. Um, I, I saw, um, I saw Jacoby Shaddix um, uh, join um, join Disturbed on stage to do a cover of "Wait for It," 
Killing in the Name of by Rage Against the Machine. That's right. Because there's nothing so punk as Papa Roach, frontman, and Disturbed doing a cover of Killing in the Name of. It was fucking horrendous. There's Draymond prancing about in his fucking overlong coat, looking like some sort of... Um, oh, I, I don't know, what does he look like? It, it, it kind of looks like um, oh, the, the little fat, bald one from the Adams Family. I can't remember what his name was. Um, but he, yeah, he just looked like some sort of anemic, bald, tubby vampire. Just wandering around the stage. Jacoby Shaddix is just like, you know, fucking totally overexcited, like some sort of fucking teenage boy who's just found his fucking hard on for the first time. And and it was it was just fucking horrible. Look, I'm a Rage Against the Machine fan. They they, they you know, they, without a doubt. I'm I'm out there. And if you don't like Rage Against the Machine, uh, you know, that's fine. This isn't about Rage Against the Machine. This is about a set of dicks ruining another band's song. It's just so wrong. If I mean if you know, Jacoby wants to get on the stage with Disturbed and do some covers, fine, do it. Not a problem. But Rage Against the Machine Really? For fuck's sake! I mean, I presume it's because those two singers got such small IQs that the only lyrics they could remember were killing in the name of. But for fuck's sake! And whilst we're on it... What? Well, well, we. Whilst I'm on it. Dave Mustaine, before download, saying, we've got a little bit of a surprise for the crowd tonight. Okay. Now, to be fair, he didn't say good surprise. So, you know, fuck me for assuming that it was going to be good. The surprise was them doing their piss-weak cover of Anarchy in the UK and getting Nikki Six to come out on stage with them and do it. For fuck's sake! Hey, I mean, you know, inappropriate is the word for Jacoby Shaddix and Disturbed. Shit is the word for Megadeth and Nikki Six. It's always been a ballless fucking cover version. Okay? It's always been ballless. But you throw Nikki Six in there, it's just turned into some real kind of shit show. A new level shit show. What the? Oh, we've got a special surprise for the download crowd. Who you obviously fucking hate, Dave. Jesus Christ. I wouldn't do that to my worst enemy. Oh, here's Megadeth and Nikki Six playing uh, Anarchy in the UK, just for you. Why are you doing that, Howard? I thought we were friends. Yeah, sorry, turns out I fucking hate you. Honestly, that is just fucking horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. So, um, yeah, I, I realise that's a little bit of a theme. It almost comes across as organised for once, which is obviously um, not really my thing. Um, but seriously, uh, I, those two things, I just... Ugh. Made my fucking skin crawl. Um, I tell you what didn't make my skin crawl. Um, Man of War announcing their farewell tour. Yes, get in. Finally, the loincloth wearing macho motherfuckers are gonna do what they should have done years, decades ago, and call it a fucking day. Let each note that I now play <laughs> strike like an hour of death. Into the heart of anyone who likes Manowar. What a fucking shit. Manowar, born to live for anymore. No, born to fucking do a farewell tour and fuck off. Please. Seriously. I mean, uh, one of the most embarrassing bands to ever come out of metal. And speaking, speaking of um, 
uh, embarrassing. Um, uh, oh, actually, I was going to mention something that I um, I was going to mention something that I'd already put on Facebook, but um, I'll I'll talk about that in a bit. Um, uh, so on the Megadeth, I, I I do seem to do this. I've, I've I do seem to kind of like mention a band and then mention them a few, quite a few sort of months, weeks in a row, and um, I don't know why. But uh, for, for the the one that's do, doing it at the moment is is um, is, is Megadeth. And um, I, I, for some reason, I, I've always liked Dave Alefson. Um and uh, you know he, he he seems all right, even for a Christian. He doesn't fucking ram it down people's throats, which is you know makes a fucking change. And uh, oh, you found God, have you? Good for you. Shut the fuck up about it. Um, but uh, you know, oh, he helped you get off drugs, did he? Mm, swap one drug for another, did we? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, did we? Mm-hmm. But. Um, Alefson just keeps, you know, last month it was why the piano has always been a friend to Megadeth, which just struck me as a fucking funny thing to say. And okay, I know people just answer questions in interviews, so they're not necessarily, you know, they don't come out with this shit, but Dave Alefson Dave on why I don't have any tattoos. Really? Really? Is there going to be a follow up piece? Dave Alefson, why I don't like shellfish. Dave Alefson, why I don't have any horses. Dave Alefson, why I don't have wings. I mean, it, it, it's just fucking, it, just out of nowhere. Why I don't have any tattoos. Oh, thank God, I couldn't get to sleep last night for worrying about why Dave Alefson hasn't got any tattoos. Really, Dave? Fucking hell. It does seem like Alefson is taken over as the ego in that band. I mean, until you read the lyrics on Dystopia and you realise that... Mustaine's fucking head is as far up his ass as it ever has been and his politics fucking suck but um you know what can i say donald trump a thrash that's our dave um uh look um uh, this is uh, around the point where i like to um uh you know just kind of wind into an interview and that's exactly what i'm gonna do now so um uh, basically um i had a really cool um uh, uh really cool chat um, with uh, with Dave from uh, Revic- Re- Re- uh, with Dave from Revocation, um, uh, I had a good chat with Dave from uh, from Revocation, which um, which I've caught up here. Now, one thing I've got to say is that um, you know how sometimes um, it, it's not great quality. Um, I, there were a few technical issues during this um, during this poc- uh, during poc- uh, during the uh, during the interview. Um, so it is a it is a little bit of a shame, um, but hang in there. Um, I've edited it, edited edited it. God, you try saying yeah, all right, fucking yeah, laugh it up. I can't speak properly, okay. But you try saying edited it, <laughs> edit edited it. See if you try and say edited it, that's just too quick. But you so it's edited it. So I tried. I edited it to <laughs> fucking. <laughs> I did, okay? I, I moved it around to try and make it as seamless as possible, but sometimes it's quite clear that it just jumps from bit to bit. So sorry about that. Um, the good news is that I've downloaded a patch which has fixed the software, um, so the interview with Nervosa is nice and smooth and all recorded in one piece. And the problem with that one is that the, the, the Skype connection wasn't brilliant. But So, it, it, uh, okay, what I'm saying here is it's two fucking shoddy interviews, all right? Okay, there, I've said it. I've been honest with you, up top. Right, in fact, don't listen to the rest of the podcast. Just fucking delete it. Um, look, I did my best, guys. Um, but, um, yeah, it, it, both these interviews. 
Uh, for a change, you're actually quite sure. I think they both come in about 25 minutes each. Um, but both the both these guys um, are on heavy media schedule at the moment, and sometimes you know that is it, it, it's just a slot. I don't get preferential treatment just for being a loudmouth dickhead who used to be, or rather is in a thrash band. I don't I don't get any special treatment. Get lined up like everybody else. So um, you know, interview Bukaki as I've mentioned before, but. Um, uh, I mean, Navosa were on tour. Um, finding the time to do the interview on the road is really, really cool. Um, and and uh, Dave was at, like been doing press all day, and is still at, like you know a wonderful interview, a great guy to talk to. I mean, I, I'd love to interview him again. Hopefully, I will when they come over and we'll have a little bit, a little bit longer chat. Um, but he's a re- he's a really, really cool guy, and we have a really nice chat. And one thing that does take place is. Um, for those of you who, st- uh, there's a point in the interview where I mentioned my chat with uh, Chewy from Voivod, and um, and you might think it sounds a bit similar to what I was saying to um, uh, David from Vector um, last week, but no, it, it, it is it is true that um, that Chewy is a, is a big fan of both of them, and we talked about both of them um, in the interview. Well, actually, do you know what? You should know that because you should have listened to that interview. So if you haven't got through all those podcasts, go back to listen to the Chewy one and you'll hear those two Daves get mentioned. Um, if you've already listened to them, you know, then you know I'm not bullshit. In fact, I don't know why I feel the need to justify uh, this. It's, it's kind of weird. In fact, even during when I was doing the interview, I was thinking, oh, I must, I must, mention, I must mention this before the interview, which I have, which is strange. Um, right, okay. Um, quite clearly, I need to take a pill and lie down for a bit. Um, uh, the cold is taking is take the cold is taking hold, folks. Um, and uh, this is uh, this is a chat that I had a couple of days ago, literally a couple of days ago. Um, we <laughs> seriously, it was a couple of days ago. Not that you give a shit. Um, but uh, this is my uh, interview with David Davidson of Revocation. The uh, the podcast is called Talking Bollocks. Um, and I used to, well, I used to, and I'm back fronting, um, UK thrash band Acid Rain. Um, we were around back in the day and we've just rebooted after like 25 years. Um, uh, but in the intervening years, um, I, uh, I've spent the last sort of 17, 18 years being a stand-up comedian. Um... So, um, so, so don't worry, I'll try to make this as unlike a normal interview as possible. <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> um, so, uh, so, uh, presumably, are you on the, um, are you on the treadmill at the moment? Are you, have you, are you doing tons and tons of press? Yeah. Yeah. I've just been, uh, been swamped today, uh, and, and last week too. So, uh, you know, doing a lot of you know, interviews over Skype, uh, a lot of phoners, and then also just like, like print interviews. Um, so just constantly doing like emailers as well. Oh God, those emailers suck, don't they? Uh, you know, it's some of them are good, but then some of them are like you're answering like it's like didn't you ask this question like three times? <laughs> you know, it's yeah. like it's just like yeah. different kind of versions of the same question. You know, like I don't know, it's like it's like a twenty twenty question long interview, and I feel like I've, I've answered the same thing like four or five times in the same interview. Oh wow, man, you're you're you're, you're good. I just I just write please see answer to question. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, know. I, I gotta, I gotta start being. Yeah, uh, uh, I, it absolutely. I mean, it's um, that, I don't know. There's just something about there's something about those emailers. They just feel like a lot of fucking hard work. Yeah, yeah, and like you know, it's like it's going out there to a print magazine. So 
you know, you want to make sure that everything, you know, come up like a jackass and sound halfway intelligent. So, you know, <laughs> it's, it's been, you know they, they, they take up a lot of time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool. So, okay, so if you've been on the, um, yeah, you've been doing a lot of press. Um, what are the uh, what are the most popular questions so far? So I can make sure I don't uh, I can make sure I don't ask them. Uh, well, so far, process, um, which unfortunately, you know, in, in terms of that question, it's sort of like it's always sort of like the same. It's like, yeah, you know, it was kind of like the last two times we worked with it. You know, like nothing really like <laughs> yeah. It's like, now he records naked or something. <laughs> you know, like it's the same thing. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's, it's a bit of a blind alley, isn't it? Really, because it's like you know, you you do you're doing the third album with the same guy. It's like, well, presumably you're using him for the third time because you're hoping it'll be like the two previous times. Right. Right. Yeah. It's like you know, I mean, obviously he's gonna sort of you know bring you know he's gonna not make it sound exactly like every record. I mean, he, he's a you know an artist in his own right, so he wants to kind of make each one sound unique, but as far as like his his techniques and, and studios and stuff like that, it's it's all it's all the same. Um, so yeah, I, I I can never really be super in depth with that with that question because it's it's sort of uh, yeah similar every time. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 weird how you end up with um, so many kind of similar questions from from people. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I had one interview where like. It was like this dude, and he was like, just, I don't even, I don't know why he was interviewing me, to be honest, but he had, like, all these questions that was, like, a, a Google search, like, could have pulled up, you know, it was like, okay, who are you in the band? I'm like, I'm Dave, and he's like, and what do you do? I'm like, guitar and vocals, he's like, do you write, do you write songs for the band? Like, yes. <laughs> it was like, it was like, for like a... Like a local, I don't know, like like project or something, but it was it was like uh, it was it was pretty funny. It was just like no research done or like, you know. And then like his big sort of like, you know, trump card question was like, "What are your influences?" It's like oh, I haven't heard that one before. <laughs> oh, brilliant! Yeah, it's uh, only like you know, ten years in. Uh, it's like I've been asked that question uh, a thousand times before, but well, it's all good. Well, not only that, but your influences are all over fucking Wikipedia. Right, right. You know, it's like it's pretty clear. I mean, but it wasn't even like what are your influences at the moment. It was just sort of like you know, like in in, in general, and um, you know, it's it's all good. But it's yeah, it's funny. Sometimes you you end up uh, you know being interviewed by people that uh, just uh, don't really, I don't know, they just don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I guess there's. Um... It's kind of weird though, as well, when you get those interviews where it's all it's all closed questions. It's like like you said. So you know, do you write songs? Yes. It's like, well, you, you know, if you ask me a closed question, I'm just going to give you a. It's kind of tough from the point of view that um, if you if you're asked a lot of uh, closed questions, if if you just give one word answers, which is kind of the temptation, you do come across you do start coming across like a bit of an asshole. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. I, I... I try not to. I try like to almost never do that. Um, that guy was like a like a special case. Like he like. Oh, he sounds like a special case, all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah like he was also like he was like from like lived in the same time. Like, no, no, we, we live in different time zones, and you live in like Central Time. You know, like I like just kind of explain things, and you know, so like already off the bat, it was like not just like a half hour interview. It was like like a two hour interview with like the like the waiting and, and rescheduling and and back and forth oh um, no 
you know, it's, and, and it's then, all good though. It's, it's the nature of the beast, and you know, it's it's nice when people, you know, give you give you the time of day and like want to interview you. So even if- okay, and we're back. Great. Um, all right. Well, funnily enough, um, I have actually um, done a revocation interview um, when you guys were over here, <laughs> um, which I think was November. Was it 2014? When you guys were over here? Um, yeah, yeah, off the Deathless record. Yeah, Halloween. It was Halloween. Yeah. Halloween in London. Oh yeah, that was a great show. Oh man, the 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 queue outside looked like an audition for um uh um some sort of Tim Tim Burton movie or something. It was, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, uh, it was insane. I distinctly remember there was a guy dressed up like a giant cock and balls who was uh, crowd surfing <laughs> the whole time. That was that was pretty funny. Actually, now you mention it, um, yeah, that was I, you wasn't it? Uh, yeah, 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 that's right, yeah. No, I am just a cock. Uh, um, but, uh, no, I think I, I interviewed Brett, and would, would and would Ash have been filling in for you then? Yes. Yeah, because I, I think I interviewed, um, I interviewed, um, uh, I interviewed them both. And, of course, because um, Ash is really into his comedy, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a card. Yeah, yeah, because he was—he was really—he was really—he um, was, really, was really kind of picking my brains on comedy. When I said I like did stand up, and he was like, "Oh, right," and he was like just chucking loads of quotes at me. He's like, "Who's this? Who's this?" But I distinctly remember Brett um, mentioning the guy and the guy who was dressed as cock as a cock and balls. Yeah, yeah, he, he stands out. Yeah, that, that is the kind of thing that kind of lives with you, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, from an outsider looking in. It seemed like a, a little bit of a breakthrough record for you guys. Is that is that the case, or or, or am I just dreaming that? Am I making that up? No, no. I think I think I think that definitely is the you know working with a new team and and, and there's so much sort of ener- energy behind that first release. Um, so that was really really good. And I think just the material was was really really strong on Deathless. Um, you know, yeah. Up until that point, I think Deathless was all kind of collectively our favorite record that we've done to date and, and now with the newest record now this is sort of our, our new favorite that we've ever done so um we we try to uh push ourselves with each release because that's that's sort of the product that you're selling right is is the album so yeah um, you know you really want to pour your heart and soul into it and, and hopefully uh it'll, it'll get you to that next next level but that, but that's the rule isn't it i mean if you if you if your most recent record is not your favorite then something's gone wrong Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean, I, well, I, yeah, I mean, I, I think, um, well, personally as well, I don't know, there just seemed to be something about that record that um, all of a sudden Revocation were in a lot of people's, uh, you, you know, were a lot of people's end of year lists and, and, and people were talking about the record. Um, and, um, but, I mean, the, the, funnily enough, the song, the song that got me was Deathless itself. Um, was that sort of um, uh, that sort of voivody hooky chorus? Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm glad that you mentioned voivod because that was definitely something that was sort of in our in our uh, in our minds when we were when we were writing writing that. Also, this band Vol, who I've uh, been more and more influenced by. Um, they're they're a great band from the from the US, and they have these, these awesome uh, kind of it's like a you know weird voivody kind of influenced band. 
Yeah, it's kind of it, it, it's kind of weird. The old, um, the, the VOD's um, uh, influence seems to be appearing more and more these days, and it's um, it's kind of, it's kind of weird. It's like uh, they, I kind of feel like they're going to be one of those bands where um, bands they influence are going to go on to be sort of bigger than they were, like you know, like like Diamond Head and Metallica kind of thing. Right, right. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, they've certainly uh, been around for years. You know, it wasn't like it was like sold out, but it was it was a lot of people there. Yeah, yeah. No, they've been. Uh, I've, I've had them on. Um, I had them on here. Uh, um, well, I had Chewy on here uh, a few months ago, and um, oh, Dan Longray. Yeah, he's uh, he's he's he, he's a card, as you uh, yeah. as he, you would he, is, he is one of my favorite guitar players of all time. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I, I don't think there would be a revocation without Dan Longray. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, because um, yeah, he was in he was in Martyr. Ah, I'm actually looking at one of Martyr's guitar tab books right now. It's on my it's on my desk here. I was working on it not too long ago. Uh, then he spent some time in Gorguts, which is also one of my favorite death metal bands of all time. Yeah. Um, and 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 now he's uh you know he's he's playing for playing for Voivod and and, and definitely you know very much you know carrying the flag, um, you know of their of their sound and you know he he was able to come in and um, you know I think write write music that. Uh, definitely fits with the aesthetic and, and, and would certainly certainly make Piggy proud. Yeah, absolutely. And the weird thing is, what you've just said there reminds me that you came up in my in my interview with him. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. He was like, it, 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 we, we were talking about influences and things like that, and he said, like, yeah, there's this guy in one of the bands, and he, uh, and he was like, um, uh, Revocation. And he was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, uh, yeah, Dave from Revocation, he's always, he's always like uh, crediting Marta, because we were talking about Marta. Yeah. Um, and he was like, yeah, Dave's always crediting Marta and stuff like that, and it's really, really cool, you know, and, he, and I love his band and all that. So, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. he's... Um, uh, uh, he was he was really grateful actually because I think um, obviously he's you know he's known for what he does in Voivod now but um, but as you said Marta were a, you know were a, a formidable a formidable band yeah yeah and that's you know well, I think one of the great things about the the metal scene or or, or at least the underground metal scene right you know n- not the the stuff we get caught up in like you know the, the the mega bands and like the feuds and this and that I mean we're all you know really passionate musicians. Um, and um, you know we, we we all really care about the the scene and and, and finding new music and, and supporting bands. So uh, yeah, it just it just makes me feel really good when I you know I hear like you know he's he's giving me a shout out um, you know and I can give him a shout out. So it's a uh, it, it's nice being in a, in a community of of like minded musicians uh, you know that that put the dedication to the to the craft first rather than like, you know, it seems like in, in pop music or in you know, all these various different forms of other types of music, it's always like, what's the juicy story? Or like, who are they, who are they feuding with or this or that? So yeah. you know, there can be a, some unity here. I know it's not the most interesting thing, but you know, it's like kind of our, our kumbaya moment. <laughs> yeah, but it's cool. It's like, you know, we're, we, we're all in this together as it were, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, we, you know, we're we're all playing the same places. We're we, you know, we all want to get on, you know, we we, um, we all want to get on this, you know, on tours that do well. And and I I don't know. I just kind of feel like um, I don't know. Maybe maybe the way the business has gone, as in you know, the way the internet has affected the music industry and everything else, um, that it it's kind of brought um, uh, it's kind of leveled everything out. You know, there's there seems to be slightly less 
um, competitiveness between bands, if that makes sense. I would I would agree, but also uh, disagree a little bit. Just in the oh, sense go, that go just, ahead, go ahead. Just so, there's just sort of such a critical mass of bands now, right? So I don't think there's a competitive sort of attitude from from band to band, but just the very nature of the beast. I mean, there's so many bands out there now, so it makes yeah. uh, the sort of the scene a bit more competitive um, in terms of just vying for attention, right? Yeah. So when, when, when bands do it for sort of, you know, what I would consider like the right reasons, right? Like you're inspired by music and you want to you know, create something and you have this uh, spark inside you that you want to share with the world. That's amazing. And that's what, you know, gives us, you know, these newer generations of bands like, uh, you know, I mean, Vectors and stuff like that that are pushing rational genre or, yeah. uh, you know, all these, you know, brilliant bands that are out there. Morbus Cron, um, I think they broke up recently, but they put out a couple great records, amazing uh, death metal band from Europe. Um, with like kind of an old school aesthetic, um, but you know, there's also so many people that just kind of get into it because they want to be like a part of like a scene. You know what I mean? Like it's like the cool thing to do. Yeah. So there's, it's not really like you know pushing the genre in any in any way. It's just sort of like maintaining uh, a status quo. And you know, it's it's fine to be in a band and, and, and want to go out there. But I think sometimes people get like delusions of grandeur, like oh, I want to be signed to a label or this or that. And then you know, unfortunately, sometimes. Uh, you know, the, the band that has sort of the most sort of dumbed down sound, uh, you know, can sometimes rise to rise to power or whatever. Yeah, no, I'm I, I, funnily enough when you were when you were talking now, I was I was reminded it, it, it that does actually um, apply to the comedy circuit as well. It's very much kind of um, people. I, I think you know the, the point you're making is there's 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 people who do it because let's face it, we have to do it. Right, and there's right. people who choose to do it because they want that because they're interested in, in in all of the stuff that comes along with it. Right, right, and it's and it's and it's so hard to pinpoint too because you know there's there's the whole thing about you know the, you know sort of trying to be part of a scene or or money, but in, in the end, I think it's there is just some, there's a certain quality of, of of being on stage. It's it's very sort of cathartic and, and self affirming. And it reminds me of a, of a quote. I forget the author of this quote, but it basically reads, um, you know, the, the rewards of art are not uh, money or fame, but intoxication. And that is why so many bad artists are unable to give it up. Uh, and of course, he wasn't talking about like, but that sort of intoxicating quality of, you know, sort of, yeah. you know, creating, uh, you know, whether it's a comedy routine or, you know, like being on stage, like there's there's something that, that, that comes along with it that's very, like I said, sort of self-affirming. So, um, and, and you might believe you're really creating something, you know, earth-shattering and, and groundbreaking too is the other thing, right? So it's it's sort of, uh, it could be sort of all in your head or it could be something that you know, the general public uh, also embraces, but it's just sort of something interesting, I guess, to, to think about. Well, the thing is, I, I guess it's, um, I mean, it's, as much fun as it is, like you know, writing tunes and and recording and all the rest of it, which is great. I mean, it's that, but the you know, ultimately playing live is is that's you know that's where it's at because that's where you get to share all of that hard work and you end up being in a room with with basically that for however long you're on. It is. It's. It's basically, a, you know, a band and a crowd, all in unison, there for the same reason, for the same purpose, and that's, you know, that's that's a special feeling. Oh yeah, for for sure. I mean, you know, sharing music with other people. I mean, it's such a moving, 
moving experience. And I guess that gets back to that sort of intoxicating quality of, of, of that, right? So that's why so many people, uh, it, it's hard for them to, to give it up. Um, you yeah. know, and I would never, uh, you know, begrudge someone their, their, their desire for like, you know, artistic, um, expression or whatever. Right. And everyone obviously has a right to do that. Um, but it is something that we joke about, like, you know, in the future, like there's going to be like, you know, there'll be so many bands that like, you need like a, like a government issued, like, you know, like license or something to perform and like you have to go in front of like a like so if it's like if you want to play thrash metal it's like all right you gotta go in front of like you know like uh chuck billy from <laughs> like gary holt yeah and, uh so that's the panel and, and you know you, you get you get one shot you know you give you give them your your best performance and they they, they either issue you a a license or they, they put you on probation or, or whatever yeah, absolutely. That's that's that that is um yeah. I can I I can just imagine that happening. Chuck Billy Chuck Billy would make a pretty awesome judge. Actually, he's got he's, right. He's, right. He's you like, know, it'd be like a death metal version of like you know American Idol or something like that, or a thrash metal version of American Idol. But you know, only uh, you know the the the, the fate of your band uh, you know hangs in the balance. It's like all right, you uh. So uh, yeah, you've just got you, you basically you you can carry on, you can do it, but you're just not allowed to share it with anyone. Right, exactly. So. Yeah, band band only. Right. Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Well, like you that. can subject like your close family and friends to it, I guess. Ah, the close family and friends. Uh, at some point uh, in the uh, in, in maybe October or something like that to hit Europe, and, and I'm sure the UK will be part of that as well. We we can't announce just yet. We're we're still waiting on a couple of details, but if all goes well, we'll be we'll be hitting uh, hitting Europe and and, and UK, uh, you know, like October November time frame. Cool. Okay. Well, look. Um. Um. Try. Let's try and hit London on. Um. On Halloween, and I'll bring my uh, cock and balls costume. That sounds perfect. Yeah. I'll bring mine as well. <laughs> Excellent. And you can hear how that uh, kind of came to a very abrupt end. So we were talking about the um uh, the new album, and um why the hell don't we play a track? This is monolithic ignorance. <laughs> Fire! 
And there you go. That is a track. Um, oh, it's not. It's monolithic ignorance from the album "Great Is Our Sin." Um, that's coming out in uh, in July, I believe. Uh, so it's a little bit of a little bit of an early taster for you there, um, in case you hadn't already heard it. But um, it's pretty fucking rocking. And there's a, there is an awesome um, cover of "Ultra Sacrifice" by Slayer on the end there. And um, I say pretty awesome because it's it's you know covering Slayer is not an easy thing to do um but uh yeah they do it and they do it with aplomb as i believe the uh, the word is fucking hate that word don't know why aplomb what's really what is a plomb okay so you've got this plomb right um and then you've got a plomb what about so what's the plural then plums you do you did do you do something with plums Surely, if you're going to be good at something, it would be the plural. So you'd be, you know, you you plums at that, not a plum. Um, <laughs> um, please tell me this is the kind of fucking shit that you tune in for, because <laughs> I'm fucking losing the plot here. Um, so uh, what else? Um, I'd say what else has been happening. I went to see um, uh, Pussifer. Um, which is uh, Maynard from Tools um, uh, side project. Went to see him at the Roundhouse, which uh, was an awesome show. I must admit, um, I, I was kind of I was prepared to be bored for a couple of hours, and instead, I was just absolutely fascinated, thoroughly entertained. Um, it was brilliant. It was. I mean, have a look at some of the footage on um, on YouTube. It is bizarre because it is basically. Um, and you can o- you'll only see footage from festivals, actually, um, which leads me nicely into uh, why you won't see any from gigs. Basically, um, no photography and no video was allowed whatsoever. No use of the phones. So, oh, this is strange. And they had screens. And on screen comes, before the gig, comes Major Douche. It's basically Maynard with a ginger wig dressed as a major. Uh, and basically going on about, like, you know, people can't fucking read. If you can't read, you, you shouldn't be allowed to drive. Um, so I can't fucking help you. You look at a sign, thing says it, yeah, fuck you. And it, was, it was really funny. It was, um, um, I, I don't know if the clip is available anywhere. I'll post it online if it is, but it was, it was genuinely funny. Believe me, I'm a comedian. I know what funny is. Um, but um, I am the arbiter of taste in this podcast. Um, but it was, and basically it was like, you know, it, it kept going on about if you, you know, if you can't read, you're fucking stupid and you're allowed to do all these things. The whole point of that was to say, and if you can't read, if you can't read the signs and say, don't use your phone, I can't fucking help you. Don't use the fucking phone. Don't use your phones. Because if you're using your phone, you're not paying attention to the fucking show. And everyone around you is wondering what the fuck's going on. And it was, it was fucking brilliant. And as he said this, the whole crowd started cheering. He introduced the gig. And you know what? Anybody who got their phone out, um, security started shining lights on them to put them away. But after a while, it just became self-policing. And people stopped for once in their fucking lives using their phones at a gig. And you know what? It was really fucking cool. It really was. It was great. Everybody just fucking got into it. I, I admit, I sneakily took a picture when I got there right at the beginning. And that was it. Um, clown who sat next to me took a few. I was sat next to him because I, I was in the first floor. I couldn't get tickets for down on the floor. So I was in the first floor. And um, uh, I'd... I, I, if you've ever been in this situation, I had a fucking thigh drummer next to me. Okay? Do you know what I mean? Somebody who drums along on their thighs. Quite clearly, not a drummer. But fucking hell. 
What a pain! What a colossal pain in the fucking arse he was. Uh, that reminds me, got to throw in a couple of new drummer jokes I heard, which were lovely. Um, how do you make a drummer happy? Who cares? Um, about the drummer, who was really pissed off about drummer jokes, got sick of it, decided to kill himself, went down to the railway track and uh, threw himself behind a train. Um, and get it behind... Yeah, anyway. Um, and um, But my, my own personal favourite, um, ISIS have taken a hundred drummers hostage and they say if they do, if unless their demands are met, they're going to release one an hour. I love that. I love that one. But yeah, so anyway, I had uh, thigh drummer next to me. A uh, little bit of a tangent there, and um, and he was he was annoying. He really was. But it was really cool. And um, and Maynard pointed out halfway through. Thanks everybody for coming because it is an independent project. No label support. No sponsor or anything like that. And I just thought it was it was just a fucking epic night of entertainment. About a two and a half hour set. Um, and it and it was fucking superb. I've never seen anything like it. It was really it was really interesting to see something so different, um, and, and just really just trying to break the mold and doing it successfully. Um, awesome, kind of like the opposite of baby metal. So uh, so there you go. Um, what else been happening? Oh yeah, um, Acid Rain. We um, we had we headlined the second stage at the Uprising Festival, which was cool. Um, that seems to be our slot at the moment, the headlining of the second stage. I'm cool with that. It's fine. Um, and um, uh, uh, got to have a little uh, catch-up with Andy Sneap as well, because Hell were playing on the main stage. So it was, uh, it was cool to catch up with him and uh, meet the guys in Hell. And uh, they were, fuck me, that's a show. If you get a chance, go and see Hell. That is a fucking show. Seriously. Um, I was I, I haven't seen anything like that in years full on fucking pyros and costumes and yeah it was it was awesome it really really was awesome really fucking old school and all the best all the best bits of old school as well um, and, and coming back round to um, Rage Against the Machine as well um, Prophets of Rage which is basically Rage Against the Machine Chuck D from Public Enemy and I do apologise but um, for not knowing who the other guy is um from uh Cypress Hill but uh, yeah they're touring and playing um uh, and playing rage tunes and it sounds it sounds fucking great not got a clue about what's happened to uh, Zach De La Roche he seems to have um uh or as he, or as Americans say Zach De La Roche um obviously they um I don't think they have uh, Ferrero Rocher over there so um you know that's an easy mistake to make um but um but yeah i, I hope it makes it over to the uk because it, it looks and sounds awesome it really fucking does um oh and in other bits of um of metal news uh something that might have passed you by reactivated swedish um melodic metalers narnia are back yeah that's right swedish let me just read that again swedish melodic Metalers Narnia are back. So, any anyone, you know where I'm going with this. Anyone, anyone got a fucking clue? Who that? Please do tweet, etc. Send me messages. Please explain to me who the fuck Narnia are. And also, Jesus Christ, what a shit name! You may as well just call yourself Turkish Delight or something. For fuck's sake. Aslan. Oh, sorry, that's been done. There is a metal band called Aslan. It fucking cracks me up when bands kind of 
take those names and you know in an effort to meld it with metal imagery and all that it's just fucking bollocks isn't it really fucking hell um so anyway i'm babbling a bit um let's get on with the next um the next interview again um not particularly long now i've i've done my best with this one um it, it it wasn't the best um it wasn't the best skype signal nothing either of us could do about that but hang in there there's it it drops out occasionally but it it shouldn't make a massive difference um so here is um here is fernanda from nervosa hello hello how Hi. are you doing howard are you doing okay yeah i'm good how are you I'm good. Just enjoying the day. Off. Everything's pretty chill. <laughs> yeah, you're you're on the road, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we've played I guess, like six gigs, six or seven gigs so far. And we have this day off, and then it's gonna be like fifteen shows, I guess, without no gigs off. So so it's cool. It's cool. Oh God! Look, I, I, well, look. Before we get into this, um, uh, I'll I'll um, give you an idea of uh, of what this is. The podcast is called Talking Bollocks. Um, uh, mm-hmm. My name's Howard. I used to sing back in the day in the um, in the first wave of thrash. I used to sing in a uh, a UK thrash band called Acid Rain. Um, and yeah, yeah, Claudia. Claudia told me about that. Our press representative. She told me about about that. That's so cool. All right, cool, cool. Well, basically, what happened was um, we split. I've been doing. I've been a stand-up comedian for sixteen, seventeen years, and then last year we um, uh, we well, I kind of rebooted the band. Um, so um, yeah, but uh, back back doing it as well. So um, hopefully, this will just be a this will just That's be awesome. And 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 I stand up. Com- uh... That's awesome. That's great. I've been talking to him before. It's so great. I love that. Cool. Just don't expect me to be funny. No, no problem. <laughs> I, I know it's, it's different stuff. <laughs> it's like asking me to, uh, you know, to answer the interview singing, for example. I know it's the different stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's like, it's like when, uh, you know, I, I kind of like, if if I meet meet people and friends say oh he's a comedian and they're like oh you know you know tell us a joke and it's stuff like, oh, you know fuck you it's my night off <laughs> <laughs> exactly so but that's cool uh, I don't know if Claudia but we have actually twenty minutes of interview is that would that be fine for you. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm well. I'm sure it won't be enough. I'm sure we'll be. I'm sure we'll be chatting away, and that time will disappear. But um, you know, that's no problem. That's no problem. Um, in fact, I think we were supposed to meet in um, in 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 London. You were doing a you were doing um, a, a show at the Dev, I think, but it it never happened. Do you uh, do you know what happened there? Yeah, we were supposed to play on the eighth there in in London. But we had a problem with visas and everything, so we we just couldn't make it. It, it sucks. But the good thing is that we will be back. We will play the underworld in London with Destruction and Plotsam and Jackson in September. I think September or October. So it should be fine. Yeah, well, I was really sorry we had to cancel that show, but there was really no way we we could do that. No, no, that's that's cool, man. That's not your fault. I mean, um, but yeah, coming over with uh, my my buddies from back in the day, Flotsam and Jetsam, we played with um, 
I played with them and um, uh, my, I had Michael um, on the show um, last year um, and we he, he was in touch saying like, you know, this tour is going to be great. So um, no doubt I'll see you at the London show then. Um, yeah, 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 it's going to be awesome. Yeah, cool. Have you, um, forgive my ignorance. Have you have you played London before? Yeah, we did last year. We played with Brujeria there. Ah, oh wow, right, okay. So it was a full Brazilian thrash assault. <laughs> yeah, almost. <laughs> we played with Brujeria and Cryptopsy too, Cryptopsy too, and it was in the Dome, I guess. This was the name of the place, the Dome or something. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's it's a little a little bit off uh, off the beaten track. It's a, a little bit kind of away from everything, but um, yeah, it's a, it's a cool place as long as as long as um, uh, you know you, you've got a big enough name, you can play there. It's good. people can be lazy in London. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> but it's, you know, like like any major city, you know, it's uh, as soon as things are not on their doorstep, everybody starts complaining. But um, so, um, how's the tour going so far? Well, it's been great. You know, like we've been playing some spots we haven't we hadn't played before. Like for example, Amsterdam, which was a pretty cool show. And there's still a lot of things I'm looking forward. But so far, it's been it's been just great. It's been kind of relaxed actually. We had some days off in between, so it's really really relaxed. But oh, it's gonna be tougher. Yeah. Yeah, so you've just eased into it, and now you've got 16 days of hell. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be... Actually, until the tour ends, it's going to be 36 more shows. 36 more shows? Are you still there? Yeah, it's going to be 36 more shows still here in Europe. Then we go straight to USA and Canada for 20 something more it's gonna be really tiring but that you know we like that is the case yeah i mean it's, it's hard work and it's tiring but ultimately that's what you get in a band to do isn't it play all over play all over europe play all over the states play all over the world exactly it's a dream for us we've always dreamed of that so it's really cool to be able to kind of be doing that it's really really fulfilling are you are you still are you still in that place where suddenly you know sometimes you kind of have to pinch yourself that this is really happening totally totally i get all emotional sometimes and stuff but it still happens to me a lot because i don't know what happens with this band but it keeps on surprising me you know like each new things that happens and everything it can be like small things like you know like for example people saying that enjoyed the new video or stuff like that or being asked to play like for example the, that metal cruise like the 70k and everything like everything of these make, makes me exactly pinch myself and be like what this is happening this is really really cool so yeah and, and you know I like that I like that feeling very much because you know, I like this sur surprise thing because I think this is, this is a good thing it keeps you kind of push you forward to you know to keep on doing Keep it, keep on hard so better stuff can still keep on happening and you can still have this great feeling of, you know, kind of, oh, my God, it's really happening. You see? Yeah. But yeah, this happens a lot to me. I really sometimes have to pinch myself to believe. Oh, no, that's 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 awesome. I mean, just wait until you see the really, the really scary things like... Um... 
uh, one thing that always does it for me is is seeing uh, comments on YouTube like, um, oh, you know, uh, this was the first thrash album I ever bought, or this album got me into metal, or first live band I ever saw. I tell you, wait until you see those kind yeah. of things. That will just freak you the fuck out. Yeah, it's it must be really cool. Yeah, some stuff happened like this with us, but not on these great level. But when it happens, every time it happens, like someone say cool stuff it's it's really re-energizing actually to be honest it, it's really for us it's like a fuel it's really 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 cool yeah because i mean you you sound very much um i mean i mean i yeah it was it was a long time ago but i still remember what it was like and you know we we were you know why were we in a band because we all loved thrash metal we wanted to play thrash metal so we formed a band to play thrash metal and you know it, it, i mean i i was i went to see nuclear assault um in Sheffield, and then uh, I think about 14 months later, we were on tour with them. Um, so I know exactly how you feel. It's it's a it's 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 I don't know. Unless you've been through it, it's very hard to describe. Uh, yeah, it's really hard to describe, but it's a feeling. It's really. You there? Hello. Hey. Oh uh, yeah, uh, that, you ju you just cut out a bit there. Oh yeah, yeah. The connection comes and goes. I'm sorry. Uh, no problem. Don't worry. Again, not your fault. Um. So any. So anyway, look, you're 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 hitting the road. I mean, one thing I d one thing I did want to ask is that. Um, there has, uh, I mean, in, in mainstream metal, there seems to be this big female-fronted thing and there, there, se there seems to be a, a kind of a big debate. Um, and, yet with, and yet with your band and being a thrash band, it just, the, the fact that you're, that you're women doesn't, doesn't really seem to have kind of made any difference. It doesn't seem to be a talking point. Is that the case or am I, am I full of shit? <laughs> no, no, it actually, you know, it it was there was a buzz on the beginning because uh, you know about it because you know it's still something new. Like we we now have like lots of women in metal, but still numerically compared to like all male bands and everything, it's, it's just a few girls, you know, playing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but especially when it's like extreme metal, like death metal and thrash metal, so. I think in the beginning there was more uh, buzz uh, about it because it was still something new, you know? It still is, kind of. Like, you don't see many all-girl bands playing thrash or death metal around, so it's still it's still something that, you know, kind of draws attention, kind of makes people, make people curious and everything. Yeah. But, yeah, but, you know, in, in Europe and in the U.S., it, it has always been cool about that. People actually, I feel on these places, people don't don't actually like to label. They don't feel really comfortable on labeling the band like this, you know, like all female. But but it's in Latin America. It's it was kind of harder because you know it can be some countries in Latin America can be really sexist. So it was something new. Lots of people, lots no, but a couple of people think. Shit, bad thing. Oh, the girls only get shows because they fuck promoters, you know. So in Latin America, <laughs> it was yeah, a big deal being all female thrash metal band. But outside of here, it it has always been cool, you know. Okay, 
okay. I mean, normal, you know, it's just girls playing. That's it. They are metalheads just like anyone else. But yeah, but more in the beginning of the band. Now, now it's super cool. Ever. No, that's that, that's great. I mean, have have you um, have you got any um, uh, uh, any bands kind of following in your footsteps back in Brazil? Have there any other um, female thrash bands that have kind of you know followed your lead? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Not only after us, but before us too. There, there, there ah. was also like girls playing not only in Brazil but in South America. South America is has a very solid, you know, like metal scene with. Girls, girls are everywhere here in the show. It's always like 50-50 and uh, the lot of girls playing all girl bands and everything. So before uh, there was already Valhalla, which is an all-female death metal trio. Yeah. There was also Skata, which is, which was a all-female thrash metal trio, uh, thrash metal band from Rio de Janeiro. And after us, uh, some other bands started doing it, like for example, Sinaya from Sao Paulo and that are from the northeast of Brazil, from Recife, and there's many bands, and some of these bands actually, you know, actually they, we, not inspire, but kind of help them, you know, like, in some way on what to do, on what not to do, and this is pretty cool, I feel great about that, because they're all, all like our, our friends, we love them so much, and I've always been a, a huge supporter of women in music and art and everything, so... So yeah, I feel kind of great to, to hear this. It's great. We are we have a kind of a role, not only playing, but you know, kind of helping other girls out, coming out and play their instruments and do their stuff, you know. So yeah, it's pretty cool, and it happens. It happens not only in Brazil, but also in other countries in South America. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I would imagine that. Um, I would imagine that you know, you whether it's the case or not, you don't, you you get girls coming up to you at shows and saying, look, hey, you know. We've, we, you know, we we've started a band as well, and I mean, it's not just consigned to South America. You're kind of, you know, you've 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 broken out of South America, and I mean, you know, you're on a European label, and um, you know, you record an album in the States. These these are all boundaries that that that, that you're breaking. Were you are you con- were you conscious of that at the time, or 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 is it like you know, like it isn't a band? You're just in your own world, and you just you do stuff, and then people tell you that that you're the first to do it, and you're like, oh, really? Oh. Didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah, 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 but this happens a lot. Oh, the feeling, their feeling is true because I, I, I've always been like a huge supporter of girls in metal. So when I listen to, listen and watch it live, like bands like Girl School and Doro Pesh and Warlock and, you know, some other ones like Ice Age and Rock Goddess and everything. Yeah. But when I watch them and listen to them, I always felt inspired by them. You know, like, dude, especially the girls who like they they can really drop, they can big big ass. I really would like to be them one day. So when I listen to this from a fan, like from girls saying that you know they have a band and we inspire them or stuff like that, you know, or girls that were like, oh, you know, I've been always encouraged by everyone by playing in this room, but now I saw you guys and I want to go there and do it. To you know, it's so when I listen to stuff like that, I know how genuine it is because I've been there too, you know. And it's pretty cool. It's this is the kind of situation I get all emotional when it happens. Yeah, I, 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 I yeah, really I could see, I, I, I could see that coming. Yeah, it's it, it, it is because it's like when when that situation happens, when something happens to you, where you've been the other person, 
it's kind of like it kind of reinforces to you where where you're at now. Yeah, for sure, definitely. You know, and that, that's 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 really cool. That's really really cool. Um, so yeah, and when do you um? So you're you're you you do the European tour. You're in um you're in the states. Are you um are you touring back in Brazil? Oh yeah. So after the US and Canada, we'll have a break, like one and a half week break in Brazil. Then we'll be back in Europe for this destruction plots and mean jets and enforcer tour. Then uh, by the end of October and a little bit of November, we'll be touring like Russia and the Baltic states. I, I think. Wow. And right after that, we'll do a couple of sh- of gigs in Brazil. Yeah. And maybe next year we'll do more gigs there. You know, it's because the situation is kind of hard in Brazil right now. We've been having a lot of political issues and the yes. economy is going down and down. So not a lot of people are no promoting gigs and everything. So, but we'll do our best. We love playing in Brazil. We love playing stuff and everything. We yeah. want to spread this album all over. <laughs> of, of course. Something will happen, but probably next year. This year is kind of cool. Yeah, you've you've had you've had some really crazy shit going on with your president and stuff over there, haven't you? Yeah, it's been you know like she was elected democratically, and then she did some. She was a bad governor, actually. Like she she was just a bad governor, and the guys, you know, the opposition was trying to take her out of there by aiming. So they they created this impeachment thing. Yeah. And so people think it's illegal. It's actually kind of illegal because, you know, like she didn't commit any crime. She was just a real, real bad governor. But, you know, it's kind of illegal. It's still the whole process is still being, you know, it's on trial and everything. So, but but still, but right now the country's kind of numb. You know, why will we wait for those, this whole thing to be so, so, so it's kind of numb and especially economically, economically economics right there it's just terrible and it's re- it's really weird because it's this is all happening in between having had the world cup and the, and then the olympics and it's kind of like sandwiched in between is this is this really traumatic time for you all yeah but you know this is a great time not only for brazilians but for the whole world, that this this World Cup and Olympics in Brazil is a great bullshit, you know? Like, yeah. Of course, we Brazilians are very warm and welcoming. We love to have people from other countries in our country. We love partying and everything. So we ended up like having a good time in the, in the World Cup. It's going to be okay on the Olympics too. But deep, deep down, we all have this feeling that we have like so many urgent, basic needs issues that solved you know that you yeah. have the attention of the government like health issues but instead of that what we do we focus all their attention and money on for this stuff you know it's just it's just not right and i think this whole mess that's going on right now is a good way to show the world that it's not right you know? yeah i i i mean i i understand that because um it's yeah, it's great to have two sort of international tournaments like that. But uh, as you said, the infrastructure of the company of the country is um, is is falling apart, and your your economy is tanking. Um, there's there's it doesn't really make sense to have these two sort of massive international parties. Yeah, 
it doesn't make any sense at all. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely crazy. Um, so everybody, um, I mean, obviously everybody identifies with um, uh, with, with Sepultura coming coming from Brazil and being, you know, the big kind of like uh, door openers. Um, and I guess that makes you kind of like the, you know, the, the female version of uh, of, of Sepultura. Um, when... Yay, that's awesome to hear. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no problem, no problem. I had um, I had uh, Igor on the on the podcast last year, and um, and mm-hmm. I I mentioned to him. I said to him, "All oh, right, you know, um, I used to be in this band called Acid Rain," and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, I remember you guys." And I I just nearly fell off my my sofa. You know, I was like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, I couldn't, couldn't believe it. But that's um, great. but um. Obviously, you, you you know you want to you want to go back and you want to go back and tour Brazil, and you mentioned the um, you mentioned the Baltic states and uh, and 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 Russia. What what are they like to play for a for a female band? What is what? I'm sorry. All right, when you uh, when you play kind of like the Baltic states and Russia, do you, do you notice any difference um, uh, to the way you know the way yeah. you know the way you're treated? What's it like to play? Is it slightly different? Yeah, it was like most were actually surprisingly good. Like the gig we do in Estonia and Tallinn was just great, a lot of energy. And uh, in Lapit too, it was great when we played there, so we were really happy to be back there. And so I didn't feel like much difference, you know, from the rest of the the crowds in Europe. To be honest, it was really cool. And as for in Russia, they are a little bit more intense. You know, yeah. they had like that rap love. <laughs> they they were really intense. Like they would kiss our hands and stuff like that, and they would be crazy. And a they were actually people in Russia were were actually one of the best crowds we had. Like they're they really know how to you know like to to be awesome during a thrash metal gig. But but they they you know the cool thing about us is because when when I started when we started the band, I was kind of worried like. It would be this respect and this limit, this border, you know, like yeah. people would respect that. And it it ends up that everyone respects us really very much. Like in Russia, Baltic states, it, it was normal. Like everyone respected us. And, and it's like this, like wherever you go, you know, the, mo- the maximum we can get is like that kind of platonic love. Like, for example, guys asking, oh, could you please give me a hug or something like that, you know? <laughs> But not nothing further than that. It's just super cool. Guys are really respectful, and, and there's actually no difference, you know. Like are you play, it's just the same audience. It's just great, yeah. Well, that's uh, that, that's really cool. I mean, um, yeah, I don't I don't think there's many thrash bands out there that get that, that that get asked by their fans to hug them. So that is definitely something that you've got to yourselves. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Well, look, Fernando, it's been really good. Uh, it's been really good chatting with you. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your very busy schedule. Um, and um, and and look, I, I'll see you in London. Yeah. So, so thank you so much for the opportunity. I have to say thank you for the opportunity. You know, of, of talking about the music and for the support. Thank you so 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 much. And yeah, see you in London. It's gonna be. We're gonna have a great time. And you're you're pals with the. Lots of yeah. guys, party, selfie <laughs> hard. <laughs> but, yeah, lots of <laughs> lots of partying, but no hugs, okay? No hugs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Thank you so much. No yeah. problem. Have a good show. Thank you.
You you have a nice night. Bye bye. Cheers. Bye bye. So as you can hear, we got on very well. Wasn't that wasn't that refreshing? Um, but I will talk about that more in a bit. Let's hear a, a track from that new album, uh, Agony. This is Hostages. So, you're welcome. 
None too shabby, eh? Um, I, I must admit, I've um, I've heard a bit of uh, Nervosa over the years. I've I've only just got the album today, so um, uh, but I am going to be getting stuck into it. But I have heard um, I've I've heard this stuff before and been and been impressed. But um, this new album is I've given it one spin, and it's the um, yeah, it's a big a big step forward. Um, and um, so there you go, right? That's um, that's uh, Otep Shemaya and Nervosa so far this year, halfway through the year. Um, women being represented, yo. Um, so, yeah, thanks for um, all of your... Um, uh, all of those people out there who just assumed I was a sexist because um, I wasn't... Because uh, I was always saying, that, you know, I can't really find any me- women in metal that um, uh, are doing it for me. Well, um, well certainly um, Otep and certainly with this new album, um, uh, Nervosa doing exactly that. So, um, to- and moving on to awesome metal. But actually, no, I, was, I, I did say I was going to speak to you a little bit more about the interview. Um, I really, really um, uh, enjoyed... Um, I don't know. I, I, I really, really enjoyed um, getting that, I don't know, uh, that interview done. Because... She was just so enthusiastic. I mean, I'm sure you, I'm sure you could hear it. The the, the enthusiasm in the voice, the the passion. Um, it's it it's still it's still kind of new. It's still kind of new territory to them. It's it's great to be speaking to a band who are who are still at that real early stage where you know they just as she said you, they keep they keep just having new little. Um, uh, new little what is it um uh, kind of like victories and and just the, these 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 little bits and you know getting further up bills and playing playing these you know festivals here and there and 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 i just think that's i think it's really really cool um and i really really enjoyed uh, doing that interview and i'm i'm really do hope to catch up with them um when uh, when when flots comes over when flots come over um uh, because th- that's going to be an awesome tour, but I am going to be there, and I really enjoyed doing that, and I, I hope uh, it was an enjoyable and not too painful a listen with the um, uh, technical difficulties. He says, fucking up the word difficulties just to prove how fucking difficult the difficulties are. Um, so, uh, what else has been going on? Um, the Exodus Prong and Obituary Tour. Um, how's that? I mean, I've said it completely the wrong way around. It's supposed to be a bit obituary Exodus Prong. What a fucking tour that is! Get tickets now. That's going to be fucking brilliant. Um, get to and get to uh, that'd be actually what would be really cool is if I can get Steve and Tommy in an interview together. Um, although Tommy probably wouldn't get a word in edgeways between me and Steve, but um, I, I'll yeah, I'll see if I can do so. That'd be cool, wouldn't it? Actually, to try and do some sort of mashup interviews, um, getting different people on and just having kind of a, a group argument because it's it's going to end up being that, isn't it? Let's let's face it. Um, but no, that'd be that'd be really fucking cool. I, I will try and make something like that happen. Um, other awesome cool shit happening. New Descendants album, July 29th. Cannot fucking wait. Oh, yes, I've done my pre-order. Done my pre-order of fucking CDs, vinyl, shirts, the lot. I'm just absolutely, you know... Well, I'm wearing a Descendants shirt on the back of Acid Rain's first album that came out in 1988. So, yes, and I have still got that T-shirt, funnily enough, um, because I'm a cheap 
uh, bastard. Um, no, I just don't throw really cool shit away. And um, uh, and yeah, I, I'm totally cannot fucking wait for it. Can't pronounce what it's called at all, um, but go check it out. Um, just, just Google and find it, get it. Uh, it sounds awesome. Um, actually, this is one thing to remember. The American site um, has a, a SoundCloud um a widget there and you can play a song off the new album for some for some reason the uk uh one doesn't so um so you can listen to an american site there um and if i remember i'll post that as well um if i forget and any of you want to hear a clip and can't find it just um uh, uh tweet me or email oh god we haven't done email for a while have we howard at all about the rock.co.uk and while we're about it Let's thank everybody at All About The Rock. Um, that is John Doe. Thank you very much for um, heads up on a few interviews. That, that didn't happen, but that's all good. Um, and also, of course, the legend that is Craig. He's um, uh, he's still working away in the background, keeping uh, All About The Rock, uh, keeping it going as a, uh, as a going concern. So, um, uh, you know, all fucking respect due to Craig. And... Um, so please do go to uh, allaboutherock.co.uk, get down there, check it out, support the website. Um, now I've got one last kind of thing that I wanted to mention um, before I wind the podcast up. It is, um, it's a slightly shorter one um, this month because, uh, quite simply put, two shorter interviews. But you've also had two fucking songs, so stop your fucking moaning right there, Okay. Stop that particular conversational truck in its tracks. You know, it's not happening. Anyway, um, finally, the, the my, my final sort of uh, thoughts on um, artists playing for free, okay? Um, I have had... Actually, do you know what? I wasn't going to do this, but I, I am going to... I really genuinely wasn't going to do this. But I uh, fuck it. I am gonna I'm gonna read out an offer that um, that was received by Acid Rain, um, and I'm gonna read this out. Okay, and um, yeah, here we go. So, good evening. I'm contacting you regarding having you play at our brand new one day festival Shuckfest on the 19th of June. This was sent on the 6th of June. Okay, so usually festivals book you a minimum six months in advance. So alarm bells are ringing already 13 days prior to Shuckfest. We understand that it's short notice, but we'd love we'd love for you and your band to perform at the event. They keep going on about Shuckfest and really should have probably fucking Googled the fact that Shuckfest is actually um, a, you shuck oysters and um, uh, and Shuckfest is fucking everywhere, but it's all to do with oysters. Um, Shuckfest is a brand new festival in Suffolk that is packed full of everything from metal to rock. So that's not really everything, is it? From metal to rock. So basically you mean metal and rock. There'll also be various stores with alternative clothing and circus performance uh, performers. Good for them. All bands are welcome to request a merchandise stall. Oh, thank you so much. Oh, you're going to let us sell merch, for fuck's sake. Unfortunately, we cannot offer any payment. Hang on. You're not guaranteeing a merchandise stall, and we cannot offer any payment at this time due to this being our opening event. Yes, that's right. Like any great opening event, you just get everybody to do it for fucking nothing. No. 
uprising that we played in Leicester, that was the first ever uprising festival. But do you know what? They fucking paid us. Um, due to it being an opening event, we would, lo- but we'd love to offer you and your, we'd love to offer your, um, yourself and your band some free drinks and a rider to thank you for your performance. Brilliant. So we're all going to get pissed and then what? Drive the truck home. Hopefully, this will be an ongoing festival, and we'd like to invite you back in the future if you choose to play, and then we will be able to offer payment. Oh, really? Will you? The festival that will take place at the Pump and Grind in Ipswich, which I've since seen is basically a fucking cafe. We'd love to offer you a 20-minute set with a sound check previous to kickoff. We would appreciate if you got back to us as soon as possible so we can confirm your place within Shuckfest. Now, to be fair, well, actually, not to be fair, this is what happens when you send out a blanket fucking mail and don't do your research. They were asking us to do a 20-minute set in a cafe for no money. Now, I, I, I could have played, and I've been told this by other people since, I could have played the do-you-know-who-you've-messaged kind of card, you know, do-you-know-who-we-are. But that, that never really kind of uh, springs into my mind. But I did feel like saying, well, actually, this is what I did say. You want to start a festival and your budget, you want to start a music festival and your budget for bands to play this music festival is nothing. No thanks. Good luck. So their response. It's strange you say that some of the, our bands on our lineup have played. It's strange you say that some of our bands on our, uh, on our lineup have played Download, Blood, Blood, Bloodstock, etc. And we have an immense amount of interest in the entire festival so far. Luckily, some of the bands are still about the music and are happy to contribute to another growing festival. Everything starts as a seed. Thanks, for, uh, thanks for the good luck. Well, let me just look at that for a shall I. Certainly, some of the bands have played Download and Bloodstock. Great. So have Iron Maiden. So have Ramstein. Acid Rain are playing Bloodstock. There's different levels of playing those festivals. Okay? And also, um, uh, some bands are still about the music. Yeah? But you still need to cover your fucking expenses. You can be about the music. Yeah. But unfortunately, being about the music doesn't pay the fucking bills. You know, and everything starts as a seed. Yes, they do. And I think you'll find that if you plant a seed, but don't water it and don't give it any, um, don't give it any manure, it'll fucking die. So in other words, you need someone somewhere needs to have their expenses covered at least. Okay. so, you know, I kind of wrote back. Well, I'm glad you're able to attract some of these bands. I'm glad you'll have no problem paying, um, uh, putting a uh, putting a strong bill together with all of these bands. This band, in its long career, has never played a show for free. Given that, because we're uh, we're we're uh, because of how we're set up, we're all over the country. Our overheads per show are easily four hundred pounds. Your implication that we are somehow not about the music is hilarious. There's no money in music in the current climate. So, what are you in it for? Yes, that uh, yes. That's right, music, but we ain't losing money to do it. So once again, we wish you loads of luck, tons of it. So here comes a response. I don't appreciate a rude and blunt reply to an offer to play uh, a festival or event, and neither would a lot of people. We have a, a, we, we have a few very a few very established bands willing to play. I've since seen the bill, never heard of one of their bands, and 
no uh, uh, no headliner announced a week prior okay um i'm sure we have uh, uh, um, and oh yeah uh, we have a uh, very few established bands willing to play i'm sure they have higher costs and overheads and are traveling four hours for very little money great just because you can get them to do it don't make it right once again, appreciate the luck. We are very much looking forward to the, the next Shuckfest being held within the Hollywoods Park with a huge headliner. All the best acid rain, spelled R-A-I-N. Brilliant. So, I wrote Simone back. Rude, asked you a quick question. We are over the moon for you. We hope this is the biggest festival ever in Hollywoods Park. And great luck with your huge headliner. They must be doing well to be playing for free. At this point, I didn't realise that they didn't even have a headliner. And she's actually talking about a fictional festival that might happen in a few years. In fact, I wish all the bands luck. And you, the organisers. You may need to toughen up a bit, though. Rude? Blunt, maybe. But no more blunt or rude than asking people to travel for miles for no money. That's blunt. One could even say rude. It's all about perception. All the best, Simon. Hope you have a great festival. Great, well, once again, definitely tough enough and have faith in those who give back to those who are just starting up. It'll be a great one. Good to hear it. Yes, giving back. So anyway, the point I'm making is... Fuck off! That's the point I'm making. Fuck you! Right? You're trying to create a festival. A festival is a business. A business model is not expecting people to fucking work for free so you can build a business. Right? I cannot get on board with people who say, oh, it's, you know, oh, well, we're just, we're trying to build something. Well, yes, you try and build something with foundations. You can't build a house just on soil. You have to have foundations. And if you want people to help you out, you have to offer at least to cover their fucking costs. And no, we wouldn't have done it for the fucking costs. No, we would expect to get paid. You know why? Because we're a fucking band that you want to have on your bill to draw you want to put our you want to put our logo on your posters to get people to buy tickets to come in and then give us nothing. So our name is good enough to bring people through the door, but not good enough to be paid for. Fuck you. I'm fucking sick and fucking tired of getting offers for the band. And frankly, it also happens in comedy as well, but not as not as badly as it does in music. I'm sick and fucking tired of people who, who think that fucking cider and crisps is suitable payment to working your fucking ass off and doing a show. It fucking isn't. And, and look at the costs. The costs are hiring a truck, hiring, uh, getting a driver, crew, fuel, getting the band together. That's fucking, that's train fares from four corners of the fucking UK. But oh no, the minute you fucking write back and say, well, actually, no, we're not willing to pay for free. Oh, now I'm the cunt. Hey, I'm not the one expecting people to work for free. Slave labour. Oh, fucking hell. And this, this one, to be fair, a fair few of them are charity ones and I've made my fucking point clear before a charity show is no different to any other show you put it on you pay people and the profit you make goes to charity that's how charity shows are done it isn't done by fucking ripping everybody off okay you look at these things the fucking bar staff are getting paid and the artists aren't fuck you Fuck you and your fucking business model, which isn't a business model. It's a fucking slavery model. Absolute bullshit. I know I'm going over the top calling it slavery, you know, and fair enough. But it just winds me up. People constantly offering bands shit, shit fucking gigs for no money. 
It's just absolutely ridiculous. It really is. I mean, the excuse that it's, oh, it's only the first time we've done this. Well, fucking, there's a guy called Simon Yarwood who put on the Uprising Festival and he got, he got, um, 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 he got Phil Campbell's all-star rock band there. He got us there. He got um, Hell there. He got a really strong bill. He booked out a fucking proper fucking venue, Leicester de Montfort Hall. It's a proper fucking venue, right? All of us, all of us got paid. He had stalls there as well. And on, and do you know what? It was a fucking great success, and people flocked there. That's how you do it. How you? Do, I, I mean it. What can I say? That was his first. That was his first attempt at that event, and it was a fucking success because he's got decent bands on. He paid us all properly. It was a great event. I'm, I really am fucking sick and tired of people fucking. And for some somehow somehow right, our payment. It, it, the way these things were, we'd really really love to have you play. Great. There's a price for that. Simple as that. There's a fucking price for it. Honestly, when did music become so fucking worthless? When did people start resenting paying artists to do their thing? It doesn't make fucking sense. It really doesn't. So hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, this will have cleared up my stance on that. Um, I mean, look, don't get me wrong. More than happy to do a charity show we will give a 25% charity discount off our normal fee to play any charity show. But if you're expecting us to rock up for nothing, you're in for a fucking surprise. Sorry, not happening. Okay? And, and this, it's for a really good cause bullshit. Name a charity that isn't. For fuck's sake. Honestly, like I said, no different to any other event. You put the event on, you make a profit, you give the profit to charity. You're not going to be paying tax because it's for charity. That's how charity shows work. Jesus Christ. Instead of this ridiculous attitude of just fucking hand-to-mouthing the whole thing and making peanuts for your charity, why not actually invest in it and put some fucking proper bills together? Anyway, Christ, rant over. As always, it's a pleasure, an absolute pleasure to be in your ears. I'm sorry I realised that went on and on and on, but it's been really gripping my shit. It really has. So, um, look, I just wanted to say, really do appreciate all of you guys listening. Um, all you concert promoters who don't pay bands, fuck you. Um, but seriously, uh, it is. It is an honour, a privilege, one that I continue to be amazed by, one... Uh, I, I love doing this podcast as I do a lot of shit in my life. I'm a, quite a busy guy. I am spread thinly across a, across a lot of projects, but, um, you know, the podcast is, um, it, it is a bit special. It's a bit sacred, and I really do, I really do, I love doing these things. I really do. So um, thank you very much if you're still listening. I realised I went on and on there, but, you know, I had to get that off my chest, and this is this is a vehicle for me to get stuff off my chest let's face it it is a vehicle for me to just jabber on and let my ego run rampant and um you know as i've always said if you don't like it get your own podcast um but in all seriousness thank you very much to all of you for listening to all of you bollockers um and as i've always said you know please spread the word 
get talking bollocks out there um uh you know subscribe your friends with podcast app do whatever it is that you can do to support the podcast i really appreciate that if you could it would be fucking awesome um so um i have got uh one journalist interview done so i think there's going to be some um either writers special or one of the coming uh, upcoming editions will be just writers uh, it's gonna be pretty darn cool okay so thanks for listening as always i'll try and post some um uh some clips of what i've been talking about here and as always you can you can tweet us at talking bollocks with a z on the end instead of an s uh, there's a really cool um talking bollocks twitter community so uh, so join in uh, also on Facebook, um, and it'd be really good to hear from you guys. And Howard at allaboutherock.co.uk, if you really want to tell me where to go. Um, so, a pleasure, always a pleasure, never a chore. Thank you very much for listening, um, and uh, and that's it. Um, not going out with a song because we've had two, so this is a little bit of a different kind of um, a little bit of a, sorry a bit of a sniff there I do apologize um, this is a little bit of a, a you know a different kind of format for this uh, for this month I like to mix it up I like to keep you on your toes that's the way this goes always you know just wanting to keep you moving keep you on your toes that's fine it's okay don't worry about it everything will be back to normal soon and this will just be you know one of those weird episodes where you weren't quite sure what to make of it but anyway all the best thanks for listening this is it we're off See you next month. Goodbye. Really? It's finished. Should probably go. Yeah, really. You, you go first, right? You go, then I'll go. Well, go on then. Go. Look, it just, just go, go, go on, go on, switch it off, switch it. No, don't look at your app and see how long's left. No, no, don't see how long this goes on for. This gibberish at the end. Go, just switch. Go on, switch it off. Delete the fucker. Yeah, that's if you've downloaded it, of course. I mean, Jesus, if you if you're streaming this, what are you fucking doing? It's costing you a fortune in data. Download them. A Wi-Fi idiot. Honestly. Yeah, you first. I'm not. I'm not going. You first. I've got all fucking day. I have as well. I'm got all day. I have actually. I have got all day. So I can wait you out. I fucking wait you out. I can. My podcast, my rules. I could do this all day. Absolutely. Right. You asked for it. There we go. <coughs> yeah. Cough. Fucking heavy metal warrior, me. Got a fucking really bad cold. Really bad. Been in bed for two days. Been sweating like a bastard. But still, put myself out here for you guys. You know? Because I love you. Every single one of you. Now. Go. Go on. Go on. Off with you. Go about your day. Whatever you got to do. Oh, by the way. 
don't forget milk. <laughs>